seemed like it was like gonna just beat the goal. Now that it's so record breaking, I'm like, oh my god, ah, I could wait. It, four million, four point one million with thirty five days to go. Yeah, that's so crazy. the internet just proved they just want like the most useless piece of garbage <laughs> to hold in their hand. And it no, the internet thinking. proved it's actually full of cats, and it just <laughs> wants a little thing to bat around. I don't know, like fidgeting. Yeah, we're all we all have ADD and need to fidget. I have a ton of shit on my desk. I have like this big um, bolt that has two screws on it or nuts on it that like one spins one way, one spins the other, even though it's single threaded. 3D printed. Yeah. Yeah. I have one of those from you. Wait, what was it? It was a a bolt with two big nuts. What? Hey, I just play with it all day. Aaron. (laughs) Keep screwing it. Okay. We need to start this recording. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't. No, no, oh. I haven't. I thought we were ready, done. Ready when you are. Wrap it up. Just, I don't think we get better from here. So, nope. Nope. shut it down. Shut it down. Yep. 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 It's over. We've been bottled fuchsia. Thanks for joining us on the fuchsia cast. <laughs> Fuchsia, everyone. It is September 16th. You can find all of our content at bottledfuchsia.com. Uh, streams at twitch.tv slash bottledfuchsia. Videos and archives at youtube.com slash bottledfuchsia. Facebook and Twitter at bottledfuchsia. And on the Fuchsia cast tonight, we have Nanners. Hi. Aaron. Hey. Kay. Hello. Brady. Hello. And I'm John. We're going to talk about video games and stuff for an hour or so. <laughs> I'm excited for the stuff. Yeah. could be anything. Mm-hmm. It could be video games. It, it could be video games. So, Aaron, what have you pay, played quickly? And then <laughs> you get to pick <laughs> one game. Well, well, to, I guess, elaborate on that. A lot of us have overlapping titles this week. Because most and we didn't d- discuss beforehand who's going to do what. So. Sure, no, no, we didn't. But I was just going to mention the most of you were at my bachelor party, which was last weekend. So mm-hmm. uh, during the bachelor party, we broke out. Uh, let's see, golf with friends. We played that. Goldeneye Source, Artemis Bridge Simulator. We did for a couple of minutes. Overcooked was very late at night. Uh, Overwatch. We did some of that too. Am I missing anything? Trying to, we played the download and update Windows game. Yeah, the, oh, yeah. Uh, Windows Anniversary Edition. That was pretty yep. sweet games. Mm-hmm. We were trying I, to get uh, the Halo Forge that's available on Windows 10 now, and I think Corey was the only person who got to uh, do anything with it because he already had it installed when he arrived. The rest I of got us. it up and going. Oh, did you? Yeah. Hmm. But then no one else did, so it was just me and Corey. I, I, so. I downloaded the whole thing and then had so many problems trying to launch it. So it never happened. I think the download did not finish for me that night. It, it, it finished last night for me here at home. <laughs> Just been going for Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, it's been going little by little. Yeah. Uh, outside of the bachelor party, 
uh, I am still playing No Man's Sky. And my fiance, uh, actually currently right now, is playing Okami HD on the PlayStation 3, which I got from the Capcom Humble Bundle a couple weeks ago. And that's really fantastic, and I've, I've loved just sitting there watching her play, and, and I don't know. That, that game is fantastic. Is that the Wolf with the Paintbrush game? That is the Wolf yep. with the Paintbrush game. And <laughs> okay. uh, it originally came out on the, the PlayStation 2, and it's it's more or less a Zelda game. And I think it predated Twilight Princess, if I remember correctly. I mean, it was PlayStation 2, so it must have. So Zelda-ish 3D adventure game where you're running around as a wolf, and then suddenly we have Twilight Princess where Link is a wolf. And it's like, hmm. But, For no uh, good reason. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you have celestial brush powers that let you control certain things or, or make certain things. You can control the wind, you can con- uh, control water and fire, you can make little bombs. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of stuff you can do. And on the PlayStation 2, the original iteration of that, this is the one I'm going to dive deep on, by the way. Um, so you had deep. To, what's that? <laughs> so deep. Yeah, so deep. You had to... When you go to draw, you hold a button, it kind of freeze frames the, the game... Uh, and then you get a paintbrush that you uh, have to draw a pattern with to summon one of the uh, abilities or, or do whatever you're trying to do. And on the PlayStation 2, you had to just draw with an analog stick, which, you know, mixed results with. When the Wii came out, everyone said this is a natural uh, idea to port this over, and they did. Uh, so you used the Wiimote to draw, which was great. Uh, it worked pretty well, but everything else in that game control-wise kind of suffered uh, particularly attacking, because it relied on flicking the Wiimote and not at any kind of cadence you would have, like, naturally guessed. Like, you had to do it really slow instead of, like, like you were button mashing just by flicking the remote. So that suffered quite a bit. And then the uh, PlayStation 3 version uh, was kind of, I guess, the best of both worlds. Um, they used uh, the Move controller for it. Uh, but you have the option of just playing with the standard controller regularly, so it's, it's like the PlayStation 2 controls, uh, and you can just pick up the Move controller whenever you want to paint uh, and use it just for that, or uh, the Move controller does have face buttons, and you can kind of use it like like it's a Wiimote, and then you're just holding the left half of a regular controller as a nunchuck. Um, they gave you every option, basically. Uh, super upgraded the the graphics and the imagery. It looks amazing. The game, its art style was always fantastic, but it just, in 1080p, just really uh, just pops. Uh, the Wii version obviously wasn't 1080p because the Wii couldn't do HD. So it, um, it was widescreen, but still pretty muddy and blurry. Uh, yeah, so this is kind of the definitive version of the game. Uh, it's just been fantastic to watch. Until they re-release it again from modern generation consoles. Uh, until the PS4 Pro version with 4K HDR visuals <laughs> comes out. <sighs> Wait, you think Nintendo's going to make a 4K system? Oh, no, I said PS4 Pro. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. No, uh, well, Nintendo, a 4K system, no. Uh, at least not for another two or three generations. Not until we all have whatever 12K TVs and you know, digital uplinks directly into our brains now. They want to make sure it actually sticks. Yeah, they said that about HDTV at the at the beginning with 1080p, uh, with the Wii. They were like, we didn't do this because, you know, nobody's got an HDTV yet, and, 
you know, it's going to take years to catch on. And it's true. It, it took maybe two years after that before, like, they were everywhere. And it's like, well, you, you could have been in on the ground floor here with a system that would, you know, look really good on these TVs, but you're not. Meanwhile, yeah. the 360 and the 3, they look great, and the games here are great, and HD gaming's pretty exciting. I'm pretty sure I got my first LCD TV about a year after I got my Wii. Yep. So, yeah. Probably less. Yeah. Uh, the first HD t- TV I had was actually a, a projection, a 60-inch uh, projection TV. So not not an LCD TV, but it, it still did 1080p. It was pretty big. Uh, but, yeah, putting the Wii up on that was kind of like, <laughs> okay, 480p on this thing, great. Just looks gross. Yeah. The uh, what's actually great here too. Uh, I actually just got a 4K TV just this past week, um, which I'm, I'm very not just any about. 4K TV, like the 4K TV. <laughs> well, it's a it is an OLED. It, it's uh, an LG, so it's got their Cinema 3D, which I'm like one of the six people in the world that likes 3D. So I'm really happy about it. Um, that's the that's the title I, I chose to dive deep on. But we still have a number to cover from the bachelor party if you guys feel so inclined so i gotta ask do you feel lighter now having sold a kidney to afford that tv because you told me what you paid for that and i thought you mistyped it until i looked at the address Mm -hmm. and saw that was the real price yeah it wasn't that bad um it was two thousand dollars off the, the regular <laughs> think of all the money you're saving yeah it, exactly no i it, it was a big purchase but i'm extremely happy with it so honeymoon's canceled yeah honeymoon was already paid for so <laughs> a wedding canceled and then Get i pulled 3D, the plug on it go to the bahamas it's oled so you won't know the difference <laughs> yep. Just put on the glasses <laughs> just turn up the brightness and you'll still get a tan there we go it'll be perfect just hire Corey to bring you drinks randomly, like every half hour. <laughs> I'm into this plan. Oh, <laughs> uh, Brady, what have you been up to? Uh, well, uh, Path of Exile had an update, so of course I, I fell down that rabbit hole again. I would wager to say that we are probably the number one podcast in mentioning Path of Exile. Yeah, it's so like every other week, good. maybe. It's pretty good. <laughs> But, it is uh, a really good game, and right? they the the fact that they are still updating it is really impressive. And I don't even fault you for like falling back into it each time because it's that good. Yeah. yeah. How long has it been out? I got in when it was free, but according to my messages, uh, I think January of 2013 is when I first started playing that game. So, so yeah, they've far been too long updating it for pretty long then pretty yeah. consistently like i'll play for a while get into it and then take a break then they'll put an update and i'll get sucked right back in so what's new in this update uh the big change is uh atlas of worlds so they kind of made some changes to the uh end game mapping system so if you are just starting out you probably won't see any of that stuff but it is pretty cool there's like sort of a map that they draw and then depending on which maps you run you kind of progress a tree of that map to get to some sort of boss fight thing in the middle uh, and then the current league is the essence league basically 
random dudes are frozen in essence and you unlock them and fight them and you get essence and it's just special currency. Sounds a lot like Prison of Elders from Destiny. <laughs> yeah, it's just like more stuff to do. And I of feel course, like all of those games that are sort of like ongoing update games just sort of like, that's a good idea. We'll just yeah. kind of make our game in that style. And uh, so most of the stuff they do in special leagues filters into the real game eventually. Like just these random like modifiers and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. But to start in the league, you, you start fresh. You don't have access to your stash or anything else. So it's all like found gear and that kind of makes it more challenging. Can you only die once or? There's a hardcore mode and I don't touch okay. that. <laughs> Because uh, sometimes I die a lot. So there is a hardcore, like, league mode. Yeah. So that's like the intense. Permadeath. Yeah. I've watched streamers while, you know, they were doing that, but I've I've never wanted to get into hardcore. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> Softcore all the way, baby. Uh, and uh, Heroes of the Storm just came out with an update. So they kind of sucked me back in, too. Mm. What's in that? A new map and a new hero. And I haven't played in a while, so everything's fucking different. <laughs> like, every character's, like, been completely re- reworked and stuff like that. Hmm. For the better, would you say? or Yeah, I think so. It's just when I play them, I have no idea what's going on. Because oh, okay. stuff I relied on before is now completely different. You're down on my level, then. Maybe I'll jump back in. <laughs> yeah. No idea what's going on. Is that uh, Zarya from Overwatch that they added, the new hero? Not yet, but oh. soon. Who Who's this one? Alarak, I think is his name. Oh, yeah, it looks like a Starcraft. Dark. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Starcraft man. Yeah. Starcraft man. And the map is also Starcraft themed. That's cool. I don't know how I feel about the new map yet. There's two points to control, and as you control both, you fill up this pen with, like, Zerg, and... <laughs> When a pen fills, all of like all of both teams' Zerg minions just like you know go forward. Um, but it's very steamrolly. Like if you lose those two points, like it's very hard to come back from you know that Zerg rush. Mm-hmm. I had to completely reset my brain after you said pen because I immediately thought of the thing that you write with, not like oh, a pen full yeah. of animals. <laughs> pen just... Yeah. Yep. And ink everywhere. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I pictured, just like shooting ink all, like, splatooning everywhere. <laughs> That'd be fun. Might make yeah. the map more interesting. Hmm. I saw Overwatch had a new map, too, so Blizzard's yeah. doing work. Mm. Yeah, sometimes I'm just switching between Blizzard games, and it's it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. <laughs> I guess so. It could be a different launcher, like Origin. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry for saying that. I sure did fire up Origin to download Battlefield 1 and then didn't play it oh. during... I, I tried it. I don't know. I think maybe Overwatch has, like, skewed my mind, but it was just, like, a lot of nothing and then a lot of me dying. And then a lot of nothing and a lot of me dying and, and repeating that over and over. I feel like Battlefield for me was a place in time game when there were like 15 of us who would like yeah. randomly play that a Battlefield game and it was just okay log in there's probably some people playing it. Mm. Yeah. 
and it was fun. And now I think Battlefield 4 was the last one I got and just, yeah. I played that for like a week and just had so many issues. That was the other problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> Kay, how about you? What have you been up to? Um, Not a lot. I'm actually not sure why you guys let me on this podcast anymore. Uh, <laughs> you do all the editing, so you get to come in and judge us. <laughs> I don't know. The only game I really wanted to talk about was a, a shout-out to uh, Sausage, Sausage Sport Club. What? Did they make their Kickstarter? They did. Nice. Okay. Uh, so Sausage Sport Club is a game like Gang Beasts and... I know there are other games like it, but Gang Beasts is the the first one that always comes to mind, um, where you kind of have these like floppy, kind of poorly controlled characters, but the characters are all sausage animals. And What's a sausage animal? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Dean style, you know, like a balloon animal made of sausages, or like. Some an animal you'd put in a sausage? Uh, a, a corgi is the dog character. Okay. Um, you guys can't see it on the podcast, but I think it's funny because Brady just raised his hand to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to imagine this. Yeah. Um, so the four animals are... I, I'm not actually sure why they're... I guess they're sausage-looking, long-necked animals, but, like, a shark, an eagle, a pigeon, and a corgi. The corgi, I get that it's a sausage animal. I don't really understand how a shark is a sausage animal, but it's a game where you have these poorly controlled characters, and then you have a goal, like a ball, and you have to, like, get it into the other person's goal by kind of, like, flinging your wobbly body around. And then there's also tag and capture the flag and a paint mode. Um, so I, uh, I'm excited to see that come come to fruition. We uh, played that at last PAX, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So well, did you back it? Yeah. Yeah, I did nice. back it at at a ridiculous, uh, embarrassing amount of money. I'll send you a package of sausage. <laughs> Shark sausage. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's going to be a good couch game going forward. Doesn't it support something ridiculous like 10 local players as well? Uh, like it actually breaks I, the X control standard? I don't know. But I yeah, I, th- I thought it was like 8. I don't even know how you make that happen. What other sausage characters would you add? They have a screenshot with what looks like at least 8 players. So... Oh, it does say at least 50 hats in the final game. So oh, that's thank God. <laughs> yeah, there are, there are hats and outfits and things like that. You can put a helmet on a corgi, which just seems appropriate. What have you been playing, Nanners? Video games! Um, no, so... Mostly the last two weeks I've been playing The Witness with Kay. Um, when we found those environmental puzzles... Uh, it completely blew my mind because I never realized they were there before. I, yeah, I found one of them. I, like, I stumbled across it, and I was like, that looks like I can do something here. Yeah. And then, like, my immediate reaction was, yes, I can. Fuck. Yep. Because <laughs> that just means there's way more to do now. I think we found, like, 30 to 40 of them so far. 
Um, yeah, they are rough sometimes too. Like you have to be in the exact right spot. Um, otherwise I played a little bit more MGS five because it's another week on earth. And of course I played more of that game. Only a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, I'm getting close to 50% done with it. So I think like just cause two, I'm just going to go for a hundred percent and I'll stop if it becomes not fun anymore. Um, never stop. Always get the hundred percent. Never stop. Yeah. I want you to tell me more about Forza Apex because okay. I still don't understand it. So Forza Apex is a a light Forza game, uh, as far as I can tell from the like three hours I've spent in it so far. Um, you can't upgrade or customize the cars as much. You only have a limited amount of cars. Um, you have a limited amount of modes and tracks. But it's not a beta or anything like that. I don't think so. I think they. I, I think this is sort of the PC test of a Forza's game because Forza, I want to say six is the next one that's coming out. That's coming out this fall. And that'll be Xbox One and PC simultaneously. So I think this is partially gearing people's interests and trying to get PC gamers into Forza. Um, right now, there's things like uh, the next car game. And there's a few other, like, really heavy physics-based racing games out there. So this is kind of a mix of, you know, arcade and simulation. And you can make it more arcade or more sim-like, depending on what assists you turn on. All the cars look awesome. All the cockpits for them look awesome. Um, there's a weird variety. I was racing in an Ariel Atom. Uh, an Adam by Ariel. There we go. The other day, mm. um, it has like a Ford Raptor in it for some reason. It's got a bunch of other like random cars. There's a mini in it, of course. Um, it's, it's neat. Uh, so yeah. this might not be what the game looks like later. It's some sort of test. I, I think this is always going to exist and be like, Hey, this is a free little taste of Forza for PC gamers. I think that's what it's meant to be. Didn't they do a similar thing with, like, the last Forza? Like, uh, oh, they did, like, a tie-in with um, one of the Fast and Furious movies. And it was like, this is what Forza is, for those of you who don't buy the full thing. Oh, uh, it's Forza Horizon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. That was that was cool. Um, actually, I guess the next game on PC because of what year it is, will be a Horizon game. So it'll be Horizons 3 should yep. be out this year. So that'll be on PC and Xbox. And that's a bit more arcade of one to begin with. So this game is probably a lot closer to what that'll be, I guess. It was fun. Probably going to play a little bit after the podcast. Uh, so my game that I picked up uh, at the end of last week, I believe is, let me see if I can get this right from memory, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Spirit of Justice. Whoa, sounds official. Okay, I never remember if it's Ace Attorney, Phoenix Wright, or Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. Yep. So, Spirit of Justice. Is another one of those games. (laughs) How does it stack up to the uh, previous entries? 
I only got through the first case so far, which was surprisingly long. From what I remember of those games, the first case is usually like, here's here's the gimme case. You just click through and everyone's going to tell you what to do. Right. This one, I probably spent about three or four hours until the first one is actually done. Mm. Um, it's good. The, they added a new... Like, the new catch in this game, and there's probably more catches. Like, every case, I feel like, adds a little bit to it. Um, but Phoenix Wright is in a country that relies heavily on, like, spirit mediums. So they're kind of going back to that. They sort of play with that with some of the characters huh. now and then. Uh, but now he is in their country, and they use, like, a seance to call the spirit of the dead to find out, like, their last thoughts and, like, smells and sounds and things like that to be like, okay, this was, this is how this happened. Is that is that uh, what becomes your evidence then or the story kind of, you I, have to disprove? E, right. In, in the first, I don't think I'm spoiling anything by talking about the first case, nah. but... Uh, you have to defend a little kid who was basically accused of murder and theft. Using sandcastles. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and he was the last one that the murdered, the victim saw. And, like, you see, like, a bunch of words and uh, depending on, like, the color of the words on the screen, it's, like, things that they were hearing right before they died. It's, so basically it's, Another form of, like, a testimony that you have to sort of pick apart. Right. That's interesting. Uh, and it still has the regular old, there's a defendant and there are witnesses and they give testimony and you have to dig into every single, like, sentence they say to get them to expand upon it to try and find, just find anything that you can dig into and bluff your way into Salt being, like, the best defense lawyer ever. <laughs> this game... It start the the spirit country that you're in. There are no defense lawyers. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, what? what is Phoenix Wright doing there to begin with? Like, what? Why? Uh, one of the other characters is going through some sort of spirit training, and she's been like a spirit medium the whole time. Mm. So she goes back to, I guess, her home country, maybe, or she's just going there for more training. Uh, and she has, like, some special ceremony that's happening. So he goes there to see her, and then she's busy, and this little kid is giving you a tour guide. And then suddenly he gets arrested. It's like, oh, I'm a lawyer. And everyone's like, oh, fuck, a lawyer? We hate lawyers here. <laughs> so it's anywhere ever, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, and I guess, like, everyone from that country thinks defense lawyers are big liars and they will do anything to get their defendants off. Yeah. And that's kind of what yep. you do throughout the game, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> do that thing. Prove I'm right. <laughs> but I'm, I'm a good one. And they don't know that. No. They just know I'm a defense lawyer. Uh, they did some fun stuff with, uh, like, the normal... If you played a game, one of them before, you know, whenever text is scrolling, it has, like, a little chirp, like someone's talking. Uh, one of the characters plays a guitar and sings, and when he talks, they, like, mix up the chirping into, like, a musical 
like theme. They're they're doing some neat stuff with it. Mm. It looks good in 3D. It's one of the few games I've kicked the 3D on occasionally just to see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. It's weird for that game to have like 3D rendered models. It's, it seems entirely unnecessary. That's what they did with uh, Professor Layton after a while. They did the 3D rendered models for them, but it's still the cartoony style. It holds up? Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think it works pretty well. The last game did that too, so that's not new to this one, mm-hmm. but it it looks neat. That's I kind of cool. like it. Uh, I, I still haven't gotten past the first game, but I got the uh, 3DS remakes of, like I, I guess, the entire series so far. And the mm-hmm. original ones that are in 2D, they've just basically like popped out the, the elements. Okay. So they're still 2D, but just, you know, layered. So I'm, yeah. I'm waiting to the, get to the full 3D to see how it holds up. So that's, I thought, like, Phoenix Wright wasn't the main character anymore, but now it looks like he's back. And I don't, I don't know what they were doing there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was... The last that was the DS game ah. was Apollo Justice, yeah. and then the last 3DS game there was even a new lawyer. So there were now three lawyers oh. that were part of Phoenix's lawyer crew, his firm, and a magician. <laughs> <laughs> Every law firm needs so a magician. They just of have course. him for like fun on fridays it's like all right that was that was a brutal week we had to defend two murderers like it got real messy uh can we just do some like card tricks for us that would be great <laughs> yeah it's a girl that is he essentially raised like as his daughter so to be a magician <laughs> yep okay you know sure <laughs> I think it's like the Phoenix Wright Law and Anything Agency. I forget what their actual title is, but Bed, it's something and beyond. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, basically. Law Magic and Beyond. Phoenix Justice and Beyond. So yeah, if you like Phoenix Wright games, it's another one of those. Neat. So you'll probably enjoy it. Or if you you don't want to read a book, you, you can just read that game. Because there's a lot of text. Mm. All right. Let's dig into the hottest of news from the past two weeks. So they took all the headphone jacks off the PS4. (laughs) And they stuck them on Samsung phones and they made them light on fire. Oh. So there you go. The future is now. That that sounds like a Phoenix Wright case. You just solved it. (laughs) Class action lawsuit. <laughs> Objection. <laughs> uh, you just combined all the stories into one, basically. Mm, pretty, pretty much. Fresh. I think we're good. Yep. <laughs> oh, so what you want to talk about then is uh, Mario Super Mario Run for the iOS, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Do we, should we get the iPhone talk out of the way yeah. before we get to the actual video game talk? So the iPhone 7 is happening. Yep. They announced mm-hmm. it. They had a press conference. And the thing that is relevant to this podcast mostly is that Nintendo is Nintendo was at their press conference. Yeah, Miyamoto was there. Yep, and they are putting out what is it officially called? Is it just Super Mario Runner? Mario or? Runs Good. I, I think it's Super Mario Run is the name of it. Okay, and it's a runner, but there are levels, so it's not an endless runner. But there is an endless mode that you can play. Yes. So, from what so I, it's 
more designed levels. Yeah, what I saw, it looks... So the art style is New Super Mario Brothers for the, the Wii, Wii U. Because they're going to push that down your throat forever. Yeah, we're, we're never going to have old Mario again outside of Mario Maker. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's like a... So it appears to be a runner. I guess Mario's just running the entire time. You're tapping to jump and whatnot, but you can... You can still wall jump and whatnot. So, like, if you wall jump, he'll go back the other way and back the other way. So, he just keeps moving, basically. It's basically as if you were playing a real Mario game, but your controller was broken and just going right the entire time. And only pressure sense it. So, it's Sonic. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, and that's it. And then, yeah, the, the the levels look like standard New Super Mario Brothers levels. You got your above ground, underground, and probably water levels in there. Do do you think they rushed this out because Animal Crossing isn't happening this year? Yep. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's not like this was difficult to put together. So I don't know right. if claiming that they do rushed think, this out would ever be like a valid, you know, because like they, they could have made this overnight. The interns probably put this together. Do you think this was made because Animal Crossing isn't uh, coming out this year? And a, it was like, oh, wait, the new iPhone is coming. We need the Nintendo thing for this. So what's interesting is back when they first talked about doing mobile games, they said that they weren't going to use any of their, like, main major IPs. And Just Mario, kidding. Yeah, Mario specifically, I think they said they weren't going to. Now suddenly we've got a <laughs> Super Mario-themed runner game. So it, it does, I guess, kind of suggest that they had an oh-shit moment. Uh, we, we need something, and... They, they said, all right, fine, let's just do Mario. And, and oh, wait, Pokemon Go is popular. It was. No, <laughs> it's it's apparently still uh, the, the highest, uh, I guess, grossing game for in-game purchases or whatever, even though it's dropped off 70-some percent. Yes, yeah, I mean... still way up there. <laughs> even if you give that drop-off number with the amount of concurrent players they had, mm-hmm. they still have a big number. Yeah. Like, apparently you still can't find those, like, Pokemon bracelet things. Oh, the, the Go Plus. Pokemon yep. Go Plus thing that, that's completely useless. And they, they had a chance to make the Apple Watch good for it and also fucked that up. Well, uh, they said by the end of the year, didn't they? There, there's going to be some sort of watch functionality for it, but I don't think you can do any... It's like the, the Go Plus. You can't really do anything from it. It'll just tell you... When a Pokemon's nearby, and that's about it. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit better, but yes, catching them, you still have to get out your phone. Yeah, it'll it'll show you the distance left on eggs, and I guess you can, like, cycle through them, mm-hmm. which, mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. That's okay, yeah. Yeah, you can hit the Pokestops from the watch. That's cool. Uh, I appreciate that. Do you still need to have the app open yep. and, and in the and foreground? In the foreground. The that's no. an iPhone limitation, though. <sighs> that's an iOS thing, unfortunately. I find it I hard to sure believe that it... Apple couldn't you know, work with them to get them some sort of <laughs> something. I wasn't yeah, sure no. if that was with the watch, if it was open and in the foreground or not. Yeah, the Go Plus, you definitely have to. With the watch. Actually, I don't know. Did they say that specifically? Because I thought the watch apps were, like, apps running on the watch. I think for... So there are, like, games that you can get for the Apple Watch, which I think we need to make K check out in the near future. Um, But I think for those, you need the app in the foreground because it uses a more intensive data service. Hmm. Uh, Oh, right. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
I mean, that all sucks. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it would be really nice if that just ran in the background. Yeah, yeah. I, even if like you know you had to pull out your phone and launch the app to catch them, I would be okay with that. If you could do everything else just from the app running on the watch, right? Um, but whatever. All right. So, do we have the courage to talk about the fact that uh, they got rid of the headphone jack? The courage. No three point five millimeter jack on the oh, new so, iphone so you're a you're an apple guy i am H- how do you feel i give zero fucks about that because i've had a bluetooth headset for like the past year and a half or headphones so, so you've been 100 percent bluetooth for some time yeah for about a year and a half and it's with well, like a 20 dollar pair of headphones so like you know you don't need the $160, I'm going to lose them immediately, AirPods oh, that God. they're trying to sell. Those things. Well, no, did you see uh, a lot of people saying that the real reason they dumped the jack was because uh, the Square and the other payment uh, card swiper things that you can get, they all plugged into the, the 3.5 millimeter jack. Mm-hmm. So now that you don't have that anymore, well, hey, you should sign up with Apple Pay. and Use that to process your transactions for your business. The only problem with that is like... An iPhone can't read a credit card by itself. Well, that's the thing. You you get Apple Pay, and then you convince your customers to get Apple Pay themselves so they can pay you with Apple Pay. Yeah, no. You know what's going to happen in a few months? There are going to be the same things for the Lightning mm-hmm. Connector. Like, mm. yep. it doesn't matter. Well, like, people are trying to point fingers and find reasons about why Apple's greedy by doing this, mm-hmm. and I think it really is, like... No, we just really want that space to see what we can do. Mm-hmm. The thing is, this thing. they keep saying that they want it. Well, there are two reasons they want it gone. They want it gone for space saving, but they also want it for width saving, so they can make the th- phone thinner and fit more things in it. The right. issue I have with that is I don't want a phone much thinner than what I have now. Like, yeah. It, I don't know. I have big, meaty hands. I don't want something that I feel like I'm going to, like, snap in half. I, I put a cover on my iPad because I feel like it's too thin, and I want something thicker. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. So there was something else that I was reminded of. I had totally forgotten. But the old uh, Game Boy Advance SP, uh, they also did not have a uh, headphone jack. They had a dongle that you could get and plug into the back into uh, a multi-use port that you could plug uh, headphones into, but that did not. So this this courage we've seen before. <laughs> Can we discuss why you Such just courage. happen to have that on your desk within uh, arm's reach? Like it was on the floor, not on my desk. <laughs> oh well, yes. that's better. Yeah. Cute little footrest. Uh, the other major complaint I heard about heard from people about this is I use my aux cable in my car all the time. Mm, uh, like I do. So, uh, but my, my car is too uh, old to have one of those ports. But it seemed like by the time they added those, they also had Bluetooth pairing. Mm, like added the cards. Like there was a, like a couple of years in there. But anything modern now has got Bluetooth pairing. I don't know. I don't think it's a big deal. I'm on board with the aux cord thing because my phone, my car doesn't have Bluetooth, and every time I get in the car, the first thing I do is put in plug in my phone to the aux cord. So. For me, as someone that is never going to have an iPhone, I really don't care what Apple does as far as the jack. The only thing I care about is if it influences other manufacturers. 
It's going. Samsung has been like, yeah, "Yeah, well, we're going to make a a separate dongle that you have to plug in. Like, they're going to make their own fucking crazy ass standard to compete against Lightning. And it's like, Samsung, I will gut you. Like, there is no reason for that shit. Apple gets away with it because they're Apple. You're Samsung. Yeah, they would just die. Yeah. Like, in the Android community, they they would just fall and, like, nobody would have... Hand, like deal with that yeah, htc tried this shit and yeah yeah what well, was the last htc device uh, other than as i'm looking at a goddamn vive so never mind what i just said <laughs> but uh phone wise yeah they really fell yeah. off uh so i didn't expect to talk about the iphone 7 for so long <laughs> such a big deal we love the apple iphone 7 <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that going forward, no one is going to be sure if Brady actually said that or if Kay cut that together. Or maybe <laughs> she'll just leave in this part and cut out what Brady actually said. There's so many good options right now. I demand asylum from Android <laughs> users. So like an hour or two after the iPhone 7, Sony decided that the iPhone 7 wasn't pro enough and announced the PlayStation 4 Pro. What did the pro have the courage to do? Uh, HDR, HDR everywhere. So that stream sure didn't, it didn't do anything for me because it's like, Hey, look how pretty all this new stuff is. Look at all this 4k on this, on this stream. That is, you can't watch in 4k. Yeah. Yeah. So Aaron, thanks. Yes. You're captain TV. You're a TV expert. Um, it, it says so on your working documents. Oh, yeah, we've okay. decided that. Um, Great. So, so I know what HDR is from the photography world, and I assume it is the same in the TV world. I believe so. It's it's the whole just being able to display dark and light more vi- more. Uh, the, the, I was going to say vibrantly, whatever. Better contrast. Know, better better contrast, yeah. basically. Yeah. So luminosity is the word yeah. that they love saying. Uh, luminosity, yes. So yeah. Uh, how how does one know if they even have a TV that is capable of HDR? Because that is not one of the specs that previously they stuck on the side with <laughs> giant stickers. If you have to ask, you don't yeah, have probably. Yeah, that's pretty much what it comes <laughs> down right. to. No, I thought at least 4K TVs, I think that's just the thing that comes with. Because when you're running the 4K uh, um, material, you have to you have to support the new uh, the newer connections, and those normally, I think, support HDR. So I've just proved I'm not Captain TV. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, um, it, but I'm pr- I'm pretty sure basically 4K sorry. sets at least you're you're probably going to have HDR support at least with modern like newer ones. Okay. You've lost your CTV letters. <laughs> you have to remove that from your email. I don't know. Or downgrading I, I you just to sergeant. Put them in there too. <laughs> um so as a sucker with a 60 inch 1080 TV, I'm basically will notice no difference from this HDR upgrade, uh, right? Throw it in the trash. Yep. <laughs> throw it right. in the trash. Yeah, and that's what you should. All do. Right. But it's not even true like 4K, so you're not really missing out. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's necessary to upgrade your console. Yep. I mean, it would have, like, 4K menus, though, and that that text would look pretty good. Yeah, it's like 1440 upscaled (laughs) to 4K. So The uh, PlayStation 4 Pro is coming out on November 10th. It will cost $400. Unless you have Aaron's TV, it's probably not worth buying. I would say not, yeah. So, even then, still not. The one 
thing that it may be worthwhile for is the thing they did not mention at all, which is PSVR. Um, which is, I guess, what all the extra processing powers are really geared uh, at. They, uh, they apparently did make mention of it, but all they said was it'll run yeah, better. It, they said it's going to have better <laughs> fidelity, gra- better graphical fidelity. Like, oh, great. Yeah, look at that fidelity. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Mm. These textures are slightly better, I guess. No. Yeah. I would get a PlayStation 4 Pro if I had not bought a PlayStation 4 last year, but... I see absolutely no reason to upgrade if you have one already. No. Like, unless you did get a 4K TV and you're you really want that, yeah. Because otherwise, and you want to and you want to watch your 4K Blu-rays, right? Uh, well, about that. Oh. <laughs> That's do you have an Xbox well. One S? Because <laughs> you could use that. That is one of the weirdest things about this announcement: the fact that they're like, "All right, we're building this console; it can do 4K that... gaming. It's not going to play 4K Blu-rays, though." So never mind. But you can 4K stream yeah. Netflix and YouTube. All, which, all if two you've got a 4K of those TV, videos. Yeah. If well, you've got a 4K TV, you likely already have the YouTube app that, that does it. And that's, yeah. So you don't but that seems to be 4. the only way to get 4K content at the moment. Like, yeah. yeah. 4K Blu-rays are, you know, completely rare. Like, nobody has that. So, so the 4K Blu-ray, that has to be a cost thing, right? Why would they not do that? I assume it's a cost thing. The thing is, like... It's a fucking Sony format, isn't it? Like, it is. Can't that's they their, license they it from themselves? <laughs> yeah, it, that's them. And, uh... They don't want to pay those guys. They're jerks in that <laughs> Well, <laughs> Over in Pod 6, those jerks. I kind of wonder if it's for, like, is this forward thinking on their part where they're like, no, we, like, we're Sony. We know how many 4K Blu-rays actually get sold because we, like, own the format. So um, we're not going to put this just... in. Like, Microsoft can fuck off. They don't have our data. This is a really bad sign for 4K Blu-rays, yeah. then. Like, the, the people who made the format. I think are... it. I think there are just bad signs in general for physical media. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they just know that, you know, like, you're going to stream stuff. Like, nobody's buying physical media anymore. To me... If they are pulling the disk drive or not including it because they think that physical media is sort of going away, are they not just reverting back to what, like, Microsoft tried to do before the Xbox One came out by saying, like, all of your shit is going to be digital pretty soon? Uh, I mean, yeah. there is a drive in it. It's just an old uh, the old Blu-ray format. Yeah, um, like, I, my, I almost feel like... So looking at Amazon, there are exactly 73 Ultra HD Blu-rays that you can buy versus there's several thousand actual Blu-rays. So, Okay, but that is going to change over time. Well, my concern here is that if they didn't put... Or the, if... If they didn't put the 4K Blu-ray player in their new PlayStation... Like, is that going to hurt 4K Blu-ray sales when people are like, oh, well... Yeah, it's got to. Huh. Yeah, it's I, going to, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Also, we made a smaller one. Does anyone want the smaller one? Here's the good one, but do you want a smaller one? Uh, like, who is that for? The the slim? That is a great yeah. question because, like, if you don't have a PlayStation Four, why wouldn't you get the the Pro? If you have a PlayStation Four, why would you get the slim? <laughs> for, like, why? Yeah. I I don't get it. it for a hundred dollars difference, you're gonna pay the extra hundred dollars to get the good one, right? Yeah, because like, you're not good, you're not gonna care. Someone's gonna tell you, oh, there's a 
better one. Somebody well, I want the better thought, one. like, oh, the PS2 Slim, like, that sold really well. Like, this is a the fantastic thing we console. Do. That's it. Yeah, and, yeah. like, didn't put it into perspective, like, oh, you have the PS4 Pro, like, and all this other stuff going on. Is is it just me thinking that Sony, like, rushed the Pro out to be like, Scorpio is not coming out till next year, but you can get the Pro this year? Well, there had been Maybe. the rumors of the Neo before the Scorpio cropped up. So there had. I, I, it, sound, it sounds like maybe they had some time to, to come up with a good idea, and they just didn't. <laughs> but their hardware schedule this fall is so crowded yeah. now. Mm-hmm. I, it's like you have a Slim that no one's going to buy because they're also releasing the Pro like two months later. And then there's also PlayStation VR, which no one's going to buy because they just spent all the money on the goddamn consoles. <laughs> Uh, what uh, it it feels like sony fucked this up yeah yeah and i I will say though uh, they can in theory now have a package with the psvr and the new console for 800 bucks and they could say you get the console a controller the demo disc a game whatever the headset all for the price of a vive yeah if they want to make a dent in vr this isn't a terrible way to do it all right, the last thing I was going to talk about was that the Valve is trying to make Steam reviews better. Uh, and basically their solution to that is now by default uh, review score will not factor in products obtained via Steam key. So only if you bought it through the Steam interface itself does your review get counted into a score. That's Those reviews still exist out there, but they're not counted into the store and they're filtered out by default. So I, I will seems I will say looking at the reviews, so like this game I just pulled up now, sixteen thousand people bought it through Steam and hundred and eighty keys were sent out. So those 180 really don't affect the overall score at all. I'm sure for smaller yeah, games, gonna... maybe? Well, I, I mean, keys we're, we're picking up very often through Humble Bundles, through other bundles. Right. Uh, um, I, I don't know. But it, it, it seems like they and Valve came out and they said that, you know, they admit that there are legit cases why people will have keys and they might have them from Kickstarter and they might really love the game and sorry that your review is getting cut. But when they run this, like the bulk of games aren't affected by it. Only the games that are sort of running their key scams by just like sending out keys to get people to post tons of positive reviews oh. on it will immediately flip to, like, negative reviews. Right. So I could see this being, the, I mean, from the Kickstarter point of view. <laughs> like, you don't want reviews from the Kickstarters because those are people who threw money at it anyway. No. Although, I mean, th- that would be an honest take. If somebody Kickstarted it, got it, and it sucks, and they posted a negative review, I would yeah, want to like hear there's that. better algorithms to target, like, shitty reviews. Mm-hmm. It just got me questioning do does anyone read or care about the reviews on steam or was it just like i assume it's full of garbage so i'm not going to read it and does this change an opinion at all i guess sometimes the overall review would sway me like Mm -hmm. if i look at a game for the first time and it's like you know very negative or whatever versus like that mostly positive so the default review score yeah, so it, I feel like that being affected could potentially influence sales. Yep. So, yeah, that's probably the thing they're combating here. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a push in the right direction with like a small change and I know some people are mad about it, but again, Valve can do whatever the fuck they want with their own system. Yeah. Very true. And everyone kicking and screaming that Valve is trying to push more people to buy through them and not through key sites and stuff like that. Like, no, people who are writing reviews are the ones who actually give a fuck. Like, and they probably... That review is probably on some other website somewhere. So, I mean, they're not trying to get more sales out of it. They'd love it if you bought it through their system, but this is not going to push people to be like, well, I have to buy it through Steam so my review gets seen. Yeah. I just thought it was an interesting thing, like yeah. a small change. It'd be interesting there. to see how they have to tweak it, if they have to tweak it much going forward. But Yeah, now they just need to fix their curators and fix... I was talking to Brady earlier. One of their next goals is to target, like, the silly, like, stupid reviews oh, that are ones. ranked really high. Yeah. Because people are clicking the thumbs up, but it's supposed to be this was helpful. So it's you're you're liking it. It's not really helpful. A thumbs up is always a like. Come on. That's how the internet works. <laughs> You're not going to change yeah. it to hearts, are you? Because that goes very poorly. Actually, that went very well for Twitter, but... Yeah, it did. Yeah. They changed it from favorite, though. So just yeah, wait till yeah, they make it like. Well, I mean, your only other I'm... option here, I guess, with the reviews is you take the... the YouTube approach of just disable your comments. <laughs> we just won't have reviews, okay? They could probably do some sort of weighted system where, like, you know, your reviews have been, uh, I don't know, approved or something like that. Like, they're worth more. Or, like, you, like, approving other reviews are worth more than other people because you only do that to, like, legit ones. Is probably this, some system there. Is this like becoming that sounds a, like a system you could game. Yeah, I was going to say, is it like becoming a, a trusted seller on eBay or something, though? Yeah, I was like, going to oh. say... But like, you, that probably you would be just... exactly what they need. Like, hmm. you know, your reviews are legit reviews. Like, okay, yeah, maybe you could, you know, go to the dark side later and, like, shit all over them. But, like, you know, these, you know, 20 reviews have been solid reviews, not just, like, stupid little, you know, I, I got my head stuck in a car, 10-10. <laughs> So, <laughs> you you want the Twitter verification icon yeah. of Steam. They should be able to do it behind the scenes, especially if they're limiting it to, like, you have to buy the game through us. Yeah. Yep. Well, they have no other way of tracking where codes come from. Like, are, is it on the dev to generate, you know, keys and whatnot? Yeah. Yeah, they allow devs to generate as many keys and give them out as they want. I was going to say, if they if they had a so way of tracking where a key came from, then they could just be like, oh, you bought this on whatever site, forget it, and your, your review No, I don't think they have any way of tracking that stuff, no. really. I think it sort of goes out to the devs and works through them, and Which, they don't want to restrict that aspect yeah, on the devs. That makes sense, yeah. I had a closer all set up and ready about liking us on Facebook and Twitter when we were still there, and then you just derailed it all. Mm. We're at Bottled Fuchon there. Sorry. <laughs> Thumb, Don't you dare like thumbs it. Thumbs up us. <laughs> means we're funny, obviously. Right. You can you can find our other content on BattledFuchon.com. There is no system to like anything, but just, just watch Should it we there. We totally would pay for reviews, though. 
<laughs> just like it in your heart, and we'll know. We'll know. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll just we'll wake know. up suddenly. <gasps> Someone appreciates us. You you can follow us on twitch.tv slash bottle fusion. Or in real yeah. life. Or in real life. You can follow Whichever us. Whatever you prefer. I, I mostly sit at a desk all day, so like it's not gonna be that great. Just putting that out there. And and you can subscribe to us at youtube.com slash bottle fuchsia. Where you can like you can't comment. <laughs> you can dislike. That's important. You can subscribe. <laughs> if you if you want to comment, you share it with other people and comment to them directly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Send it to our Twitter. Well yeah. we're well <laughs> Maybe. Go find Anders at his desk yeah. and tell yeah. him what yeah. you thought of the video. Just walk up to him and Just tell him <laughs> verbally. Be sure to also tell me up. how you got walk through security because I'd love to know. But <laughs> we're bottle fish, we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. See ya. See ya. Our security's not that good. <laughs>